Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and community. We pay our respects to them and their cultures and to elders both past and present. Let's go to the chase. We know social media. And we're here to answer your questions about it. Think of us as your social media dolly doctor, your go-to gals, your secret weapon. Let's get to it. Hello, we are Social Cut and this is our podcast where we answer your social media questions. We help small businesses and digitally curious people tackle their social media challenges. I'm Bridget, our resident copywriter who does the typey top things. <laughs> to my right is Paula. <laughs> Hello, um, I am the account manager. Um, I also am a big laugher of all things Bridget says. So, you know. Thank you. You're welcome. I did have to use my hands to work out which um, direction she was. Yeah, I, I, I just wouldn't have been able to help you. I'm really I sorry. did this. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Right. Ella was too busy taking selfies. <laughs> I'm doing my work from home diary. <laughs> I'm Where obviously not at home. <laughs> That's our boss. Yeah, hey guys. <laughs> Hello, um, a director and founder. Director? Oh, I don't really like that word, but like, yeah, I could be. I just make it up as I go along. I change my email signature like every other day because I just don't know what to call myself. Look, you're just stepping into different roles of the business because that is what a small business owner does. Basically, yeah. That's how this works. I am the hygiene specialist. I am the cleaner. Mm. (laughs) Actually, no, that's mostly Paula. Um. Guilty as charged. (laughs) Well, actually, no, it's mostly Dobby now. So That's true. Sorry, guys. We have have a robovac. His name is Dobby. He is our house elf. He does the cleaning. He also runs into walls. I know. Well, Someone asked us the other day on one of our stories about like what makes us laugh and Bridget came back with Dobby running into walls, yeah, well. which is true, but we couldn't really tell them that because they don't really know who Dobby is. And we were like, oh, it's it's not as funny if you're not there because you can't say- Dobby attacks me often. He runs it's into true. my chair and then he keeps coming for me. I don't know why we're not getting along, but- <laughs> He just wants to like, he just wants to boop. Yeah. You know, those um, memes with the dog and it's like, boop the snoot. Like, yeah, boop, yeah. Boop, he's boop, just snoots us out to get me a little bit. It's just the way he expresses so his affection. Yeah, my condolences. Thanks, Thanks so much, Bridget. Um, so what's uh, the weirdest thing that we've all seen on the internet? Well, weirdest best thing we've seen on the internet. Why is everyone looking at? I me? don't have the, I don't have the internet. <laughs> That's a lie. That is a fl- that is fake news. <laughs> I I don't have it. I, I, what were you just doing? Nothing. With your work from home diary. <laughs> okay, I was just taking a selfie, fine. But I don't have, you, it's just for my phone. It's just I don't have phone? the internet. I just oh, keep okay. it on my phone. Yeah, I you just, just keep like it. I look at it every once in a while. I, I load it onto the internet instantly. <laughs> what? It's called Instagram. Here we are. Welcome to Social Media 101. Instagram. <laughs> anyway, sorry guys. Um, weirdest thing I've seen on the internet, I actually don't know. Um, oh, we were talking about, before we started, um, the canals in Venice. Totally clear water now. Yeah. They're a fish. They're a fish. They're, they're a dolphin a boys. Dol- sorry, they're a dolphin boys. They're a dolphin boys in the canal. I actually Super don't like fun. dolphins. They, they give me like untrustworthy vibes. I'm not really I don't like them. seals. 
Seals are cute. No, a seal tried to like kiss me once in an aquarium <laughs> when I was little and I cried. You would. I cried and ran away. Look, seals are not actually physically capable of asking for consent. They could be. Don't they? Don't don't pigeonhole them. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> well, what are they going to do? Just like do a dance? Do it? Yeah. Always right? have a poo dance. Oh, so throw that out there. What? They what? have a dance before they go to the bathroom. Oh, okay. they do it as a group. Otters or seals? Otters. Okay. I just heard dance. I was like, fact. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it once at SeaWorld. Is this after they, the seal kissed you or before it? I can't remember. No consent. All my youth blurred together. Just okay. animals doing things. Oh, okay. It's wonderful for you, Bridget. I also fell into a deer enclosure. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what? Is that on the internet? Young no. Bridget falling into a deer enclosure. I, I got pushed into a pond once. Oh. <laughs> my brother, like, I was at Crystal Castle and my brother pushed me into, like, the fish pond and I cried a lot. And then my parents said that I fell in. <laughs> and I was like, that's not what happened. You Sorry, guys are what's Crystal rude. Castle? Oh, okay. So it's, like, now a total scam. But back in the day, so down near Byron Bay, there's, like, this little castle thing and it's all crystals everywhere and they feel like I mean my parents are really into weird stuff so like that's where I come from weird person <laughs> they feng shui their office and my house growing up so that's what we do okay. um but yeah basically it's just like this place of healing and they've got um like a giant amethyst that you can sit in now I think oh that is cool though mm, you can meditate in there that is so yeah. insta worthy you can you can oh the whole place is there for insta but now you have to pay you never used to have to pay to go you just have to buy stuff there but now yeah. you have to pay to go in I don't like that me neither non non fun paying fact. for the likes All right, you don't guys. have to pay for the Queen's Park Zoo and Ipswich just want to throw that out there I love Ipswich Park Zoo which is always closed every time I see it on your freaking Instagram account it's so wholesome you get to see the animals for free you don't because it's closed all the time. That's where I fell into Fake. the deer enclosure. <laughs> Fake news. Is that why you get in? It's because you fell in one time no, and free. to avoid a legal case. It switched in one thing right. Fake. You have a free zoo. Fake news. Anyway, okay, we should we true. start our yeah, podcast, what guys? Is, what is our question from the public this week? Our cue for today is, I really need to run some Facebook ads for my business. I sell beauty products and have makeup artist services too, but I don't know where to start. Ooh. So cues about Facebook ads. Facebook That's ads fair. suck. So yeah, let's just get that. Out I'm just of gonna our get system. out of my out of my way. Like okay, yeah. so Facebook ads don't suck. They're a good thing to do. I just really, really, really hate the platform. Um, Facebook constantly changes it. They just decide that like one day they're like, oh look, we're just gonna remove these buttons or we're just gonna merge shit together. Sorry guys, there might be a little few swear words. My bad. A little few swear words on an Australian podcast. No effing way. What, mate? Freaking way. What, mate? Um, Anyway, no. So look, as a platform, it's really challenging. Um, You get used to it and just be aware that it can seem really, really, really overwhelming. Like I know that, I think Paula started mm. doing some ads recently and yeah. I think I mean you can you what what was your experience? Um I did feel really overwhelmed at first because it's it's an entirely new part of Facebook. So mm. unless you've actually set up a Facebook ad before, you will never have seen this part of Facebook and it's not like it's it's just not set up in a way that I feel is intuitive. Um it's quite confusing. It uh, it is quite simple. Like just have a click around. That would be my number one tip, if you haven't ever done ads before, um, maybe watch a couple of YouTube tutorials or read some tips and then just go through it. Um, 
something that we were talking about before we started recording was that uh, it's a little bit difficult to explain Facebook ads without taking you through it because it's Mm. kind of the setup is easier if you go step by step and go, okay, so what you want to do is you want to go to ads manager. So you're in the back end of Facebook and your business manager, go to ads manager, open um, your campaigns and then like, you know, we can talk you through setting up an audience, but maybe it would be beneficial. Like if, um, if this helps, great, that's what we want. But if you need anything more, like get in touch with us, we'd love to give some more help. Maybe we can do like a webinar or like a, a yeah. YouTube, a YouTube thing. Um, yeah, I mean, I probably would recommend a webinar because people can ask questions. Yeah, like we can set up a bit of a Zoom or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I mean, Paul, you're, you're spot mm-hmm. on. Like it is it is a little tricky to talk about Facebook ads as in the technicalities of how to do it mm-hmm. um, without actually seeing it. But things we can talk about are how to set up your audience, how to make sure you're picking the right ad type and things like that. Yeah, and I can tell you all the traps that you will fall into because I have found them and Ella has helped me out of them. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I guess for do you what are your insights? Um, my insights are if you are going to boost a post, do it in the back end and set it up like a Facebook ad because otherwise you cannot save the audience. And that's a pain in the bum because it means that if the boosted post performs quite well and you want to go, oh hey, maybe I like really got onto an interest that my audience is super engaged with maybe there's like a particular location that's working you can sort of gain that insight from your analytics but you can't actually save that audience unless you do it in the back end in ads manager as opposed to just going through to publishing tools and then selecting the post to boost from there so that is one top tip that I have learnt through an hour of going but where did it go where did it go I don't know I don't know. I don't know. Into the ether. I got zucked. <coughs> yeah, get zucked. That's actually a catchphrase in our office. Um, Zuck messes with us a lot. So we just say, go I get love zucked. Zuck. He's my, hero? my favorite. He's my hero. I really like what he does with Instagram Heck analytics. <laughs> and changes it all the time. I really enjoy that. Yep. That's get at the end of the month. Get zucked. zucked? <laughs> Bro, those are harsh words. <laughs> anyway, so back to our ads. Um, so I guess one thing to think about is your audience. So... In the back end of Ads Manager, you can create audiences that are custom audiences. So it's really important to spend time doing this. So I guess that's what Bottle was saying is you don't really have the same options with boosting to actually create really engaged audiences. So if you have an email database, um, if you send an EDM out, if you have like download that list, save it as a CSV and you can upload it as a custom audience in the back end. If you have um, so an EDM is sorry, it's just an email mailing list. Yeah, yeah, your newsletter. Yeah. So if you have like a newsletter, if you have like a subscriber list, um, even just a client list. Yeah, honestly, like if you have, you need a hundred emails though. You so, don't to create the the audience to target those oh, people, but right. to create a lookalike audience, definitely. Oh, that's right. Yeah, no, and that that mm-hmm. thank you. That was exactly what I was about to say. So if you have a hundred, then you can create what's called a lookalike audience. So that basically a lookalike audience is. Um, they have similar interests. So you can go between 1% and 10%. So obviously 1% is very, very similar to the existing core group mm-hmm. and 10% is a little different. So they've got more different interests in general. So I guess the best way to explain this is like you're selling fish, um, like you sell aquariums, right? Mm-hmm. So your audience, they obviously are interested in aquariums and they might, scuba dive and maybe they live in Kent I don't know so the one percent would be they live in 
Ellie Beach, but they're interested in aquariums and they scuba dive. Um, your know, 10% might be they live in Victoria, they don't scuba dive, they clicked on a fish post once um, and they're actually like exotic animals. So just exotic animals in general as opposed yeah. to specifically we are fish fans. Yeah, exactly. So that's where it gets broader. So it's really useful to be able to create both of those audiences because that 10% one you could actually – start sending them questions to convert them into. So that's where we start with our... Um, Funnels. Yeah, exactly. Ah, okay. So let's... This is a super, super short version. Okay, so everyone talks about funnels right and it sounds super scary and very businessy. I hate the word funnels. <laughs> it's true. Um, every time every time I start talking about funnels Ella's like get zucked and leaves the room. Um, that's a lie. That's no, a lie. it does happen. I can... From time I, was, to time. I was trying to make our workplace sound less sassy than it is. <laughs> Sorry, we're here. We're, we're social cut. We're we, social savvy. <laughs> we're sassy as heck. We are here <laughs> for the banter. Yeah. Um, okay, so basic stuff to know is funnels is just kind of where your customers are in terms of their relationship with you. So there's three main areas. There's top of funnel. So that's people who don't really know you, who you want to introduce yourself to, who you're like, hey, do you know about me? Maybe we could like do cool stuff together. Maybe you'd be interested in my product. Maybe like you have a problem that I can help you solve. Then you've got middle of funnel. Middle of funnel is people who are aware of their problem who are kind of examining the option that they have to solve it and you may be one of them. So if we're talking about, excuse me, if we're talking about fish. You okay, okay? Maybe, I don't know. (laughs) 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 If we're talking about fish and buying fish, maybe they know that their problem is that um, they want fish but they don't know the correct pH level and the size of the tank and they have a very yeah I like that you know this much about fish oh thank you I am winging it or I suppose finning it would be a more appropriate oh Jesus and this is why I'm not the copywriter (laughs) 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 so middle of funnel is like people who are kind of already examining their options Um, and then you get bottom of funnel people so these are people who they know their problem they are considering you as a solution to that problem and they're also narrowing it down to okay so this is the finalists Mm -hmm. we are on master aquarium and it's the top dishes and this heck come on yeah look (laughs) okay look this 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 metaphor isn't working for me so I'm going to abandon it Um, (laughs) but like this is where you really have to start selling stuff like this is the um, product and all of the add-ons that you can get this is the specifics and that's when you get into the nitty-gritty of why you over someone else whereas you wouldn't do that right at the top because people are like I don't even think I need an aquarium yet why are you telling me about how big it is and the options to change the temperature exactly yeah so that's a funnel overview. Yes. And facts about fish. There you go, pH. Yes. Fish pH. Tank size. Yes. Um, so <laughs> Hashtag tank anyway. size. <laughs> Hashtag tank size doesn't matter. It does matter. <laughs> size do, matters. It, it, it really does when Trust it comes me, to Trust me, I had a fish die. that died. Yeah. I Look, I'm not allowed to get fish anymore. I had two fish. Um, one was called Fingers, like fish fingers. And the other one, I can't remember his name. Of course it was. And my friend, my housemate at the time, she thought they needed sun. So she put them at the window and they, oh no. they became fish fingers. Yes. It was very, very sad. I, I cried a lot. 
Anyway, stop with the fish analogies. We're okay. done. My bad for reading this. <laughs> really sorry, guys. I was looking at like a f- screen with a fish on it, which is what made me do it. Um, <laughs> really sorry. So back to our audiences. So anyway, if you have an EDM list, you can actually create what's called a lookalike audience. And so we would be looking, as Paula mentioned about the funnels, like those different percentages are like your 1% would be the ones that are like most likely to buy that product. So they might be at the bottom of the funnel. Yeah, they're um, already considering you. They're already absolutely. kind of narrowing down their yeah. options. And the top of funnel would be that 10% audience we're talking about. So if you know, if you don't have an email list, that, don't stress, that's fine. You can actually also connect your Instagram account and um, create audiences based off your Instagram followers as well. So, and even website, I mean, the other one of, and a lot of people do use this is website traffic. So if you have people going to your website, you can do 180 days as maximum um, and create a lookalike audience from there or even just retargeting those people. Like mm. setting the them- pixel on your website. Yes, please do. It it's, sounds complicated. It's easy. It's super, super easy. And it, I could do it. <laughs> I could do it. And I am afraid of coding. It's, they basically just give you the code. And yeah. if, you, if you don't do website yourself at all, which is fine, just send it to your developer and they'll just yeah. do it. It'll take like 30 seconds. If they charge you $100, tell them to go get sucked mm. um, because that's ridiculous. It, it literally takes them two seconds. So anyone who's getting charged too much by the developer, like frick them off. Um, that is also another saying in our office. Frick them off. Yeah, frick it off. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's there's another way of saying that too, but we're not going to say it on this podcast. Um, <laughs> um, so we're talking about audiences and we're talking about um, where we can get that kind of data from to make sure yeah. that when you're setting up an ad, you're not just blowing your ad budget on a sort of spray and pray method. Yes, exactly. That is the official terminology, by the way. Yeah, so... Then I guess your next thing is, is we really don't ever recommend the brand awareness metric, um, which is one of the ad types. So brand awareness is a total waste of time. Please don't do it. Um, if you're going to try and create brand awareness, you can do a traffic campaign, uh, which is clicking through to the website or landing page. Um, or you can do an engagement one, which is where we would mm. set it up to our booster post. So you know how Paula mentioned just before about boosting posts, basically – what we do is we select the engagement metric and we select posts that way. That's how we do our boosting. So it, it is, a, again, it's a really tricky mm. one to explain when we're not looking at the computer. Um, so if you're selling a product though, it's really important to do a conversion metric. Yeah, um, that's so true. that's making sure that your pixel is set up correctly first, but we'd usually try to, I mean, there's, there's two ways of doing this. You can do the conversion um, so that people, you can see your ROA, which is your return on ad spend. Um, or ROAS, sorry. Um, it's really important to be able to see what, what you're spending and how it's converting. Another thing that's useful, I guess, in a way, if you're not really at that stage where you've got your pixel set up properly, um, is running a traffic campaign. So getting people to link, click to your website. Then you can create your retargeting audience. Usually we say about four weeks for this, like run the traffic campaign for four weeks and then for the last two weeks do your retargeting. So... And the, the good thing about doing a traffic campaign or doing um, making your conversion like clicks from the Instagram post to the website is that then not only do you get their data in terms of, okay, this is the kind of audience that is clicking through to my website, mm. but you also then get to retarget and then you also get um, the engagement metric on Instagram and Facebook. So if you do a boosted post, um, the, different, the main difference between a boosted post 
and a Facebook ad is that a boosted post is a post that you've made organically that is sitting in your feed that people can see. An ad or an ad campaign is what we call like a a dark post in a way. So it's not necessarily going to actually be on your feed. It's totally separate. It exists in kind of a different part of Facebook. And so when we do um, stuff for engagement, we want it to be a boosted post so that all of the engagement that you get from the ad, because you're paying, so the algorithm is showing the post to more people than you would usually get organically. And we want to make sure that we capture that data and that like it registers in your metrics. Because if you usually only get like 23 likes on a post, we definitely want Instagram to notice that you are now getting 100 likes on this post because that means that it's going to make the algorithm treat your content differently. Mm. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I guess I guess top tip if you are starting out on ads is try try run a traffic ad um, to to your website and then then retarget those people. Um, one thing that is also really useful if you have video content, like type of content to put in, yes. um, you can actually retarget based on video views. So if they watch three seconds of the video, you can target them again, even if they haven't clicked through. Um, if we are talking about a content hierarchy on ads, first would be video. Please make sure mm. you have it. If you don't, that's okay. Go with a carousel. And so a carousel is the one where you swipe across and there's all those posts like yeah. in so a row. So it's multiple photos in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so please, like, I mean, you can do single image, but it doesn't perform as well. So if we're doing a hierarchy in that respect, that's what I would be focusing on. Um, as far as ad spend on ad, on campaigns, you can start with as little or as much as you want. I would say when you're getting started – Please don't drop like a thousand dollars. No, um, it's 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 not worth it. I mean, you might get some sales, and that's awesome. But like, while you're testing those ads, like you really want to be making sure that you're spending money where it should be spent. So like, I mean, between a hundred and three hundred is fine for that. Um, I know it's quite like, especially I guess if you guys are listening during the coronavirus outbreak, like it's quite a scary time. Um, one other thing I guess to be aware of is that I think we mentioned earlier, like the ad spend is a lot higher than usual mm. um, given the situation that's going on right now because everyone's moving to online. So your usual cost per click should be, you know, less than 50 cents. Um, it might be hitting a like a dollar, $2 maybe, depending on how many other ads are being targeted at that point in time. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose it also depends on um, – would SEO come into it, do you reckon, in terms of their website setup or no. – well. No, because like it's yeah, we're talking Facebook specifically. As yeah, opposed to, yeah, yeah. I mean, your SEO is important, but that's more mm. of an organic strategy. It's not yeah. so much paid strategy. I mean, you can do AdWords as well, um, but mm. yeah. Or I mean, Google Ads now they're not called AdWords anymore, but oh yeah, yeah. What what's our Google version of getting zucked? Um, who owns Googed? I don't Go- know. Googed, <laughs> um, Maybe. So we've kind of covered. Um, <clears throat> We've covered basics in terms of what an audience is, retargeting. Um, We've talked about the difference between boosted posts versus a Facebook ad slash ad campaign. Um, Is there anything else? Do you have any questions, observations, Bridget, in terms of like what we could give small business owners who don't know where to start with the Facebook ads? I'm just doing some learning. Ads isn't – I'm usually the organic content person. Ads isn't usually my thing. So I'm doing a learn – Good. Do I you like have that. any questions from the loan? Absorbing. I Just absorbing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, if uh, if you were listening and you have any questions, um, hit us up on Instagram. Yeah, please do. Um, we're always we're always chatting on Instagram. Yeah. Send us a DM or drop us into our question page on 
our website. Yeah. So we are socialcut.com.au and we're going to have a little landing page that you can submit all of your social media questions and challenges to. Um, I don't know why I'm in this voice now, but I am. I don't know either. I, I, I don't, I don't know, know if I vibe with that. Well, you know what? I I'm vibe. committing to it, so get on board, Bridget. No. Okay. All right. Well, you know what? This is the creative process. You have to try stuff and then let it go if it doesn't work. And please let that go. <laughs> please. Okay. I'll go zuck myself. Good. Good. Happy poor well. Get zucked. <laughs> Stay safe, guys. <laughs> Heck. <laughs> oh no, you logged out. I'm logged out of oh the no. computer. <laughs> anyway, thanks going. for listening to us, guys. Um, we do have a sign off. This is really officially official, and we are logging into the computer to do it. So go ahead, Paula. Hey. Um, if you have a social media problem, we'd love to help. Send us your questions through to the portal on our website and on Instagram. Thanks to Zane at That's Not Canon Productions for producing the podcast, and to you for listening. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast, it helps other people find us. Yes. Yes. Until next time, folks, um, stay safe out there and um, don't get zucked. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.